Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. Wonderful, glorious, holy and righteous. 
God's word was, 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 and is, and will always be. John chapter 1, verse 1 says that. I'll probably say this verse again, but before I do it, and before we read it, I just want to pray. Father God, I love you, and I thank you for this word I thank you, Lord, that we can look into this word of yours and it's not something that we just wished were true, Lord, but it's alive today and it will always be alive because it's your word, Lord. And I'm asking you, Holy Ghost, to anoint me 
to say what you want said today, what must be said today, and anoint every one of us here or online, God, to hear what you want us all to hear. And I pray, Lord, we're not distracted, nor do we cause a distraction. In the name of Jesus, the whole church said amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Was, was, was. The gift last Sunday was about giving God the highest glory. Quickly, we give glory on a regular basis to something, to somebody. And even though we don't mean it to be intentional, we will not give God glory in the highest. And then we don't see peace in our life, let alone peace on the earth. Other things, other people, other places get our highest glory. And the other things doesn't produce peace. If the truth be known, and if we'll be honest with the Holy Ghost, it usually produces stress and chaos. But there's something about giving God glory in the highest, and you get that. Well, and that's what all these gifts are about. They're, we know about gifts that God gives to us, and all these are gifts, in a way, from God. But there's another gift that most everybody overlooks, and that is the gift of God's Word, back to God. You see, it's God's Word that when you think about the Word of God, that it was with God, and it was God. And the other verse says, and the Word, verse 14, was made flesh. Now we've got the Word not just in God form, always being. Now the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Speaking of truth, if you know the Word, John 8, 32, you know the Word, and it's truth. And this Word, this truth, if you know it, it'll make you free. So when you don't know the Word, you don't, find yourself in a lot of freedom, something's binding you or constraining you or stressing you out or just filling your life with anxiety, depression, and all the other things you can think of. And the reason most of us don't think about the Word of God being a gift that we can give back to Him is because we just think, okay, God gave us His Word, but I'm about to show you a scripture where the Bible tells us what the heart of God is concerning His Word. And that's in Isaiah's writing, verse 55, I mean chapter 55, verse 11. Now, listen to this, church. So shall my word be, now listen, that goeth forth. That means 
It's spoken. It's given. It's manifested. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void. So let me just stop and tell you that when God's word goes forth, it's always God's wish, God's heartbeat, God's intention for when his word goes forth in the world, but in your life and my life, that it comes back with some kind of fruit attached to it. That is why the prophet said, my word goes forth out of my mouth and it shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall. Everybody say shall. That's no compromise. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where I sent it. So when God's word goes forth in my life and in your life, regardless of what level it goes forth, whether it's the word that's going forth and God's dealing with me in the form of conviction, or whether it's in the form of instruction or commandment, or whether it's even in the form of faith, do this, offer your son, Abraham, your only son, regardless of what it is. God is a no exception, no excuse type of God and kind of God. And when his word goes forth, he's not really interested, nor does he ever entertain why we do not believe, we don't follow through, we don't capitalize on the fact that God gave us his word and act upon it so when it gets back to God, God's smiling. You all know the, 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 the parable where he talked about the talents that we, we used to pray about a lot. Some 30, some 60, some 100. You know, some five, uh, one got five, one got two, uh, one got one. Y'all know that parable, right? We prayed it. We talked about it a lot. It's kind of a lot like that. God's always expecting. We don't like to talk about that because the world's focus, the teaching of TV preachers and Internet preachers today is to take all of the focus off of what God is requiring of man and what God is looking for in the body of Christ. And it's all about only how God's okay with everything and what God can do for me. Does anybody that knows what I'm talking about just want to say amen? Well, you don't have to if you're not aware of that. I hope you are before the day's over with. But I want you to know this. God tells us this, church, not just in the Old Testament by Isaiah, not just when Jesus was talking about a parable, but in an actual event. Do you remember when Jesus, and I just talked about this, he walked one day, he was hungry. He walked by a fig bush tree out of season. Amen, you remember that, right? He walked by it out of season, but that did not matter to him because he is the God, the Lord, the Christ of expectation. Let it sink. It needs to sink because I'm sure God's aware of what you want for Christmas this year. Or your family. I'm positive God is very much aware of that. But are you aware of what he wants? And so, 
He went to the fig tree. It wasn't there. He said, never again, never again. And the disciples were kind of amazed at that standard. But that's God's standard, church. Don't ever, can I just tell you this quickly? Don't ever let the world change your mind on what God's standard is. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's a just God, despite what the world says. And he loves you enough not to ever change that about himself. You don't want to run across God one day when he's not just. Amen? Because it might be that he's not just over the prayer you prayed. God protect my family. God take care of my children. God take care of my home. God take care of my body. You don't want God to be unjust that day, do you? So he loves you enough to be just and fair and righteous and holy all the time. To understand the word that you can give back to God. Or should I say the fruit, the obedience, the follow through. To understand that you must understand the holiness of God. Now you've got to listen close today church. If you want to give God something that he, de he really desires. John 15, 3 Starts us out by saying, but you are clean. Now you are clean. Through, everybody say it with me, the word. We got to do better than that. But you are clean through the word. The word. God's word. The Bible. The commandments. The scriptures. That is what God said. Jesus quoted it himself. You are clean through the word. Now let me explain this. When you are saved, you are justified and you are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But to stand in the holy presence of God, and this is important, to understand that and to sense that and to know that it's the word of God that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's the word of God. So this is why you cannot make it optional in your life whether you're going to read the Word of God every day. You cannot make it optional whether you're not going to believe the Word of God nor walk in the Word of God or trust the Word of God or stand on the Word of God because that is what you are cleansed by. You are clean by the Word. And... God never leaves us, you say, Pastor, nor forsakes us. He doesn't. But I've come to the conclusion, because of the Word of God, that we don't sense that He is a very present help in our time of need because we are kind of spiritually dirty on a semi-regular basis. And by that, I don't mean you go out and you, you commit intentional sin. Maybe it's sins of of uh, omission that we just refuse to do. I'm not doing that because we could go back to last week, the glory gift, because I've got to do this right now. So it's I, I, I can't give God glory in the highest if I am not cleansed by His Word. You won't do it. I don't care how long you've been a Christian or a preacher or a theologi theological seminary professor. You won't give God Glory in the highest if you are not cleansed and cleaned on a regular basis by the Word of God. You won't do it. 
So you're redeemed and you're justified by the blood of Jesus, but you are cleansed, Jesus said, by the word. And most Christians like this. Listen, they like this. This is not a new word, by the way, because, and some like it their whole lives, even their whole church lives, because their understanding of being redeemed and cleansed, my sins being washed away, it must be accompanied by relationship. That's a hard word for a lot of people is relationship. Because when you understand in the context of relationship, the holiness of God, you will begin to understand how God feels about his word, the word of God, and why you and I should always do everything we can to protect our time in the word of God, to trust the word of God when we can't trust nobody else. We should do everything that we can to protect when it's time to go hear the preaching or on Wednesday nights, the teaching of the word of God. Because I don't care how much you think you pray, I think I pray, what we give or what level of service we serve, you will not ever really experience the ongoing presence of God because you cannot be in His presence and sense that and know that if you don't walk in His Word because it's the Word that's, clean, that's constantly scrubbing you every day. You may not have a third grade education, but you know how to read the Bible. There's a lot of miracles like that. And you may not understand uh, not even one one-hundredth of the Bible, but you still are committed to reading it and trusting what you do know, hiding what you do know in your heart so you don't sin against God, and you can find yourself. You might, pardon the expression, in a lot of people's eyes, I'm dumb, he's dumb as a brick, she's dumb as a brick when it comes to life or maybe even things, but you find yourself in the presence of God every day because the holier-than-thous, the know-it-alls, and all the egotistical, arrogant, prideful people, listen, they can't get nowhere near the presence of God because they're dirty, dirty, dirty. It's only the Word that cleanses us where we're presentable to be in the presence of God. You've got to understand the holiness of God. Your talent on this stage or in a classroom or, uh, or on a piece of equipment or some external ministry outside of the church, not minimizing that, we take it all. But listen to me, don't you confuse that for the presence of God or don't you confuse that as something you do in exchange for reading the Word of God. It's like people that say, well, you know, I'm going to help the church do this, but I don't pay my tithe. And then those people get confused why prayers are not answered. So do you think God's going, and this is what I always want to tell people, do you think God's going to overlook your rebellion and negligence in that area and he's going to reward this? No, he's not. What did we just spend a little bit of time talking? He's a holy God, but he's also a just God. And from that, you have to know, God's not going to overlook the fact that I don't embrace his word and love his word and walk in his word every day, he's not going to overlook that and say, well, you just come on in. You know, it's about like, uh, it's because it's impossible. It's impossible to live clean as a believer apart from the word of God. 
when you neglect the word in any aspect of your life, you'll not be able to hear the Lord clearly. You won't know. My sheep know my voice. You know his voice when you're in his word. Then you're in his presence because you're clean and you can be in the presence of God. It's about like, you know, mamas or daddies mopping the floor at the house. And, you know, you come in, whether you are a child, a teenager, or spouse or whoever, the floor has just been mopped and waxed. And it's clean. And here comes somebody in here with some old muddy shoes. Dust. Uh, 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 uh. Now, he or she loves you more than without saying to allow you to come in and be welcome there. Loves you. With, and that goes without saying. But at the same time, the environment's changed now. The environment's different. So in order for you to come in where you're welcome to come in. In fact, you live there. You can live there. But you've got, you can't come in with dirty, dirty shoes on this clean floor. Go clean your shoes. You understand that little cheesy illustration there? Yeah. You really understand if you mop the floor and then some jack come in there and mess that joker up, didn't you? You wasn't in the word. You were in the flesh. So you know what I'm talking about. This is on a much greater scale how it is with the presence of God. God's not going to overlook this cleanliness, this holy requirement, just because I do other things. Or I'm okay with it, and everybody else is okay with it. The preacher never preaches about it. It doesn't matter about any of that. What matters is what God said. This is the standard. It's the same yesterday, today, and it will always be the standard. And that's why people try to do all these things and they don't get anywhere. Prayers don't get answered. It, it seems like when I do try to worship God, or praise God rather, uh, singing, I, I never feel anything. I don't sense God. There's no anointing there. You know, people, you, that have, it's not just on stage. It happens out here, everywhere. I, I just, I'm, I'm saying it's like a dead brick. Well, unless the words are untrue or sacrilegious, the only way it can be like a dead brick, God's not dead. He's still alive, God. Amen? God ain't dead. So there's one common denominator there, you. He's the same. He never leaves. He never forsakes. And so when you look at the old, we, we know this is true. You can look at the Old Testament. And there was so much preparation and so much requirement to go into the most holy place, the holy of holies, that, you know, it's, it's, it's been said and noted that those priests would have to tie a rope around their foot, their ankle, and put something like a cowbell on there because if, if they were impure, they were not clean according to what God said. Now, you listen to this. Wasn't the temple standard? It wasn't. Well, what mainstream media said, by the way, the quicker you quit with that, the better off your life's going to be. The more you listen to that, the closer to death you're going to see yourself. Get detached from TV 
and social media that is directing your thought life and your habits. Okay, that had nothing to do with this. But maybe it did. Maybe it does. If we would obey God's word, like we have the world's word, There's no telling what God would have already done in our lives, in our midst, and in the world around us. I'm telling you, you keep listening to the devil, he's going to keep telling you what he wants you to hear. And you can believe it, you can tell me what you heard, who said it, whatever, and I'm still going to go back to the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. It's, it's the book for me too. I stand alone on the Word of God. Take the TV, unplug it, cut the cable, smash the dish, get rid, get rid of the Internet, get rid of all of it. Me and Angie just having this conversation. You know, riding through, there's a lot of nostalgia goes on when we ride through town and we talk about how when we were younger, and it'll never, ever be like that. And those of you that are even older than I am, you, you have even more memory. I said, you know what? I know there's a lot of good. A lot of people have been evangelizing all this kind of stuff. I said, but I'm telling you at the end of the day, Day, we should have never got past rabbit ears and 12 channels. Amen in the house. Amen. Now look, it, it, it was manipulated back then, but cell phones and the internet and computers have destroyed people's lives. And it has taken people and did this right here with them roboted them to do everything and believe and say everything. People just sitting around waiting on the next rollout, and it's going to roll out, and it ain't going to be a good rollout, I'm going to tell you that. But I'm telling you, this is why I'm preaching this message about God's Word today, because I know it's the truth. I know it will never lead you astray. I know it don't say what it says so it can make a dollar off of you. I'm for the Word of God. I'm preaching the Word of God. And if you're going to come to this church right here, you ain't going to hear nothing but the Word of God because I'm not interested in no other lie but what God has said. So, if it, it, you know, how in the world can we do this? How can we get where I start treating God's Word as a gift? i got to remember, by the way, this is not a test. This is a fact. You're going to be held accountable for the word you hear today, what you do with it. When it gets back to God, you know, it's like a round-trip piece of mail. When it comes all the way back and it surfaces the world, you're getting this word today. People everywhere are getting this word today. Well, when it makes it back to the throne room, God's going to, he's going to do some accounting. He's going to see what is attached to it. Because you know God don't just say things just for the fun of it. Amen? It has a purpose. Oh, oh, you want it to have a testimony of healing attached to it. You want it to have a, a testimony of an open door to it. Oh, you certainly want it to have a, a, an attachment of I got blessed financially attached to it. That word, don't we? We want that. But it's all them other things that God's saying. They come back empty all the time. They do in my life. I'm not looking at you in a judgmental way. I'm telling you the way believers are. If we are not very intentional, you have to be more intentional about this than you are 
everything else outside of the body in the world. You know why? Because the devil won't oppose activities, people, flesh things, things that I enjoy. He won't oppose that. But you have to be double-minded when it comes to this. And I don't mean uh, double-minded like James talks about. I mean you have to, your mind has to be doubly uh, concentrated on this word right here. Because you've got an adversary that's trying to stop it. Why is he trying to stop it, Pastor? He's trying to stop it because that's how Jesus ran him out of town when he was trying to trip him up and get him to fall. It's only the Word. It's not your name. It's not your clothes. It's not what you've done. It's only the Word of God that can get you out of a bind when the devil's trying to take you down. And every day of your life, he's trying to take you down. So how can I give God the gift? So I want you to pay attention closely. Start treating the word like it's a gift back to God. I heard this. Even if you do your devotion, take me out of it, ranting and raving and everybody else. You read the Bible and, oh, something convicts you or comforts you. Let's talk about that for one second. It don't all have to be negative, you see. Let's just say God comforts you, gives you peace Monday morning. You had a bad night. You woke up and you were, you know, how the word how the word can come back to God, make its, make its realm back to heaven, to the throne of God. You know how God can be glorified? By you, just what I just talked about Dane a while ago. By you going and you telling somebody when you get to work, you know what, I had a terrible night. I was up all night. I was worried. I was stressed out. But I got in my Bible this morning and read a devotion. And I read this one scripture. I've read it a thousand times. But this morning I read that thing and the, the power of God just got a hold of me. And it, it just completely, it just made all that weight fall off of my shoulder. What you did in that moment, you took the Word of God and you attached the testimony which glorifies God before it got back to the throne of God. I'm telling you. He said, my Word, my Word won't. So, but, but Opie, what if we don't act out on it? And it, go, well, you know what God does? Because He's a fair God. He's a just God. He sends his word out. Maybe he starts out with you to see if you're going to do it. Hope it didn't catch nobody off guard. Uh, he started with you. He wanted to do this in your life. He wanted to straighten you out with this. He wanted to get you on the right track about this. Well, you didn't attach nothing to it. You didn't humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and embrace the word of God. And so there you go. He goes somewhere else. He might go through... Four million people. But then there's one saint of God that says, Lord, God, forgive me. Lord, I humble myself. If my people, there you go. If my people. And you know what? And then God says, oh, my word's coming back. And now it's got something attached to it. So you start looking at God's word. Every time you read it, every time you hear it, every time you think about it, like it's a gift that's going back to him. And are you going to send it back empty-handed? Are you going to put all you can with it? So... Begin every day by allowing the Word, first of all, to be the lamp in your feet. That means that's going to be your source. Every morning it's going to be what you draw from. That's your energy. That's what, and I don't mean this little New Age mess. I'm talking about that's what's going to sustain you. That's what's going to lift you up after having a bad night and a bad dream or you couldn't sleep because you worried and you read the Word. The Word's going to be your source for that whole day. It's going to be a lamp. And it's also going to be a light for your path. That's direction. So you've got a source. That's my gas. That's how I'm going to go today. And I, the, the Word's also going to tell me where to go. 
Psalm 119 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But you're also going to begin every day by allowing the word to be what you take delight in. And this could very easily tie back to the glory gift last week. What you take delight in, that's what you are passionate about. And that's also where your enjoyment is. It takes a little while to get here because we're so used to enjoying everything else more than we enjoy the Word of God. All that's got to change for me, for you, for us, for the body of Christ. You've got to want the Word of God more than you want to eat food, you want to sleep, you want to live another day. You've got to, you've got to want, you've got to enjoy the Word of God. It's the only news that you want to hear. That's where you've got to get to. And also, in Psalm 119, verse 16, it says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. And this is also the other way you want to begin every day. By allowing the word to be what you remember. And what that will do, oh, I got a bad, that, that, that signifies, and that shows what's important in your life. I can't remember. I got a bad memory. Oh, no, you don't. Not as bad as you think you do. I guarantee you remember when you get paid. I guarantee you remember where your favorite restaurant is. I guarantee you remember what you like to eat at your favorite restaurant. I, I guarantee you remember when you got a fun thing to do on your schedule. I guarantee you remember, 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 remember. You know why? Because it's important to you. Begin every day by allowing the word to be what you speak. Let's communicate. Can I just tell y'all something for absolutely no charge today? It's okay not to say everything that gets in this thing right here. You got permission from the Word of God. This is not spiritual, what I'm going to say, but it will sink in. And I, one of my siblings coined this. Everything that goes in your head doesn't have to come out your pie hole. For those of you that's thinking any other way than what I mean, that's, that's the hole that pie enters my mouth. I like pie more than I do cake, by the way. And if you're over there at 5 o'clock, I'll prove that to you anyway. It's okay. But I don't say everything that comes into my... Oh, but you say more than you should say. Begin every day by allowing the word to be what you speak. I don't care if it's true. I don't care if they deserve it. I don't care if you'll feel better. I am so preaching to myself after I get it out. Begin every day by speaking, communicating the word of God. Because we're talking about gifting this back to God. I got news for you. I don't care how spot on it is. 
when I call you out on something, there's nothing about that going to be attached and go to heaven. Not good anyway. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. So, if you start every day by letting the word be your lamp, let the word be your light, let the word be what you take delight in, you enjoy, let the word be the thing that you memorize, you remember, you meditate on, and let the word be the thing that you speak the most, more than anything else. I can guarantee you that you will send so much gift back to God that God will show himself strong on your back and just show you how much he appreciates that. If you want to give God something special this Christmas, embrace his word, trust his word, think on his word, rely on his word, hunger for his word, believe in his word. And I'm telling you, God will enjoy what he sees coming from his word when it enters your life. David is a man after my own heart. And David was the one that said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against it. I don't, I don't think that's coincidental. I think God really has a special place. He's no respect to person. But I think God has a special place where he puts special people that put his word as priority in their life that he can give special assignments to or for those of you that need this, special blessings to. I think God knows people that are men and women, students, boys and girls after his own heart. I think God knows that. And God loves that, by the way. And God loves nothing more than to see in my life and your life, his word, first place, just like the glory. And it's a disciplined thing, church. You've got to do it. And you know what all of you are going to say, uh, possibly, uh, to use that as an excuse at some point? I don't understand the rhyme. I'm not like being dramatic right here. I'm going to have to use some words. They're not cuss words, okay? And I'm, I'm trying to finish. But I want to tell you this. When I first went into business a long time ago, part of the business that, that I was, was in, I, I really wasn't my part of the business, but it was computers. And I have to use this word because I want you to understand. I'm, I'm not trying to be politically correct. I don't care about that, and you thinking I'm real, like, elegant. As much as I do, I want you to understand. But dumb people don't have business with phones or computers. But I've ran into my fair share. Hey, I've helped people in the church, and people are convicted right now. But I don't mean what you think I mean. And I don't know, there's people that really I wished I had a little bit of their knowledge. But let me explain something to you. And let me get somewhere with this about that statement I made about the Bible. 
You know what I found out? People really aren't dumb. But when they got a phone that they didn't know how to operate, or they got behind a laptop or a computer after you uh, cut up with Derek one time, lady said, oh, this computer's not working and all that. Said, hey, look in the back. This is kind of a, a joke. Look in the back. Uh, in the back of that box, is there a black cord coming into that? No, it's still right here in the box. So it's not plugged into the back of that and into the wall? No. I know just what the problem is. What? You need to take it and put it back in that box and bring it up here. Is something wrong with it? No, but you have no business with it. Because you have to plug it up to start with. What I'm trying to get at here is I found a lot of people, still find a lot of people, that, oh, they don't, I was too hard to understand. A phone was, and a computer was, a program. But they wanted to be in that part of it so bad, they played with it. They might have jacked it up now. That, that, that's why we made money. They might have jacked it up. But they kept on and kept on something they didn't know anything about until they mastered that. But when you ask them to do I don't know how to do it. Man, when you talk about it, you don't know how to do it. Well, how did you know how to do that? How did you know how to do that? You learned it because you liked it. The Bible, bottom line is, the more you read it, the more you are cleansed by it, the more you will understand it. It will become alive to you. Jeremiah said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. If you fall in love with the Word of God, and if you eat the Word of God, if you walk in the Word of God, you will find out that you are finding yourself around the, more, the Word of uh, God Himself, and you're hearing more of God. Uh, and, and just let me just close by saying this, folks. It's so important for people to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you why. Forget about gifts. Forget about tongues. Forget about all the manifestations you hear about for one minute. And listen to, the, to, listen to me. When Peter and all of the disciples were with Jesus, they were bold. They were so bold that they laid hands on sick people. They raised dead people. In fact, Peter was so bold, he got a sword out and cut the ear off of a Roman soldier because he was with Jesus. When Jesus left and was being arrested, all of a sudden, things changed. Jesus was the Word. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And while they had the Word with them in their presence, they were froggy. They were really bold. They'd go up to people. They'd cast out demons. But then when they were apart from the Word, oh, they started running. Peter started not only lying, but he started cussing or cursing, if that makes you understand it a little better. Swearing. I don't know him. Nope. He was apart from the Word. But then after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus came back and he said, listen, I've got to go away. Oh, no, here it goes again. I've got to go away. But I, I'm going to send the helper, 
In fact, if I don't go away, he cannot come, he will not come. I'm going to send him. And when he comes, you know, he had already said that the uh, Spirit has been with you, but there's coming a day when the Spirit of God himself will be in you. And Jesus said, that cannot happen as long as I'm here, so I'm going away, and when I go away, I'm going to send him, and there will be no more departure. He will be inside of you. So Jesus ascended up to heaven, and all of a sudden, about 10 days went by, and those men and those 120 people, they did out of the thousands I talk about that were fed and the thousands that, that did all of the things that uh, was done by the hands of Jesus, uh, the miracles and the blessings, nowhere to be found. But 120 people were hungry for what the Word had said to do. Think of the numbers now. We're talking about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands people in a three-year span that had been uh, partakers of the ministry of Jesus Christ. But only 120 people, folks, obeyed the word. All of them went to eat the lunch, the block party, the healing party, the preaching, the miracles. All of them wanted that. But when it come time to do what the word said, when the word was not there, 120 people made the trip. And see what, what the Spirit of God was doing he was going to not only endue these people with power from on high, but that same spirit that enabled and helped Jesus to be able to go to Calvary and endure the pain and the shame and the mocking and all of that. Jesus said, that spirit of the cross, that spirit of humiliation that I took on myself, that I came as a baby in the earth, in a manger, that same spirit of humiliation, he's not going to just be around you for 33 years, but oh, he's going to be inside of you. So they went and they were, after 10 days, completely emptied out, probably was wondering, but we're going to do what the Word said to do anyway. And on about the 10th day, the Bible says, like a mighty rushing wind, that spirit, it came and it fell among all of them. It filled the room, the place where they were sitting, and it filled all of those peoples. And then for the rest of their lives, there'd be no more denying. There would be no more missing Jesus. Now, they, wanted, they were homesick for heaven, but there would be no more depression or missing Jesus or running or cursing or cutting people's ears off or lying because now, hallelujah, after receiving that humiliating, hallelujah, spirit of the cross inside of them, they knew that he was a very present help because he was inside of them. He would never leave them nor forsake them, and they would finish out their walk walking in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ the word inside of them before we end our broadcast today I just want to ask you a simple question do you know Jesus Christ not do you go to church not do you have a cross in your home but do you know Jesus Christ 
as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner and you violated the law of God and you've stored up wrath. And for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life? If you have not done that or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us the, a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission, and you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer request, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, we will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything, uh, but you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.